Hey everyone, this is Patrick on the internet, and I want to thank you for listening to All Sports Are Bad. But before we get started, I want to warn you that this episode contains triggering topics such as violence and sexual assault. But without further ado, here's episode 19. Enjoy, guys. Hey everybody, this is All Sports Are Bad. I am Patrick on the internet. And I am Jake Whipple. So the legacy of Kobe Bryant is in the news, I guess, or I guess in the sports news. I, yeah. In the talking head world. <laughs> in the in like the early morning thing that everybody does with sports, we're like, we have to talk about something, so let's talk about this. Let, in the let's do takes of <laughs> sports news. Let's do takes, I should say. Yeah, and uh, so Kobe showed up on a first take when uh, Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith were yelling about stuff. Yeah, well, it started when Dwight Howard said in an interview, like, last week, early last week, that he believes that Kobe is better than Jordan. Just That's a weird based off take. Of, he basically said something like, everything Jordan did, Kobe did better, which, wrong. No, it was definitely incorrect. <laughs> like, I, I appreciate the take for... <laughs> Just for Dwight Howard saying something absurd, like, just, as usual. Like, uh, I guess I appreciate it in that way, but he's wrong. He's yeah. just objectively wrong. He's just wrong. definitely wrong. Um, and then, Dwight Howard is mostly wrong about everything all the time, but this thing he is extremely wrong about. And then it led to first take, which yeah. was so apparently, apparently Max Kellerman said that uh, Kawhi Leonard was a better clutch performer than Kobe. Yeah. He did it in, he did it in a weird way. Like, he was... I the sentiment of Kobe's legacy being not bulletproof is cool, but I mean, Max was kind of wrong. Yeah. And, <laughs> and this is this is coming from a Lakers fan yeah. more than anything else. Like, <laughs> if there's anyone here who should be standing up for Kobe Bryant, it's probably you. And okay. here you are not doing that. <laughs> well, <laughs> liking Kobe Bryant is kind of gross, <laughs> and I so I don't do it. Yeah. But anyway, like. Kellerman clumsily suggested suggested that Kawhi was a better clutch performer, and it, it the reaction from Stephen A. Smith was hilarious. Uh, the other panelists basically got up and took a walk, like <laughs> just like took their fucking microphones off and wandered away for a second. Yeah. They, so they need, just needed to take a moment. But it, it's essentially this like outrage at the idea that Kobe like isn't infallible. <laughs> <laughs> It's just funny to me. I'm like, how are how are like analysts still doing this? And they doubled down this morning, and you know Stephen A. Smith continued to talk about it because the internet talked about it today. And it's just funny. It's like, why are they still thinking that Kobe Bryant is like this incredible goat candidate in the NBA? I've met people who like hold fast to the idea that Kobe was the greatest of all time. Which you're wrong. Like wrong. you're just wrong. Wrong. Um, and. Like, not that not that Kobe was bad by any stretch. Like he was an excellent basketball player, and there's no arguing that. But like he was also like one of the last guys to build his entire game around pretending to be Michael Jordan, and mm-hmm. then a bunch of people built their game around pretending to be Kobe Bryant, and none of those guys were any good because being Kobe actually is not a good thing to be. Like, yeah. it's just I- not. It's not productive. Ask DeMar DeRozan what, what that has done for his value, right? his perceived value as a player, like, the, like be, yeah. basically being late Kobe Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the best Kobe knockoff I can think of is Carmelo Anthony and woof. Yeah. Like, his highest warp total is four. Yeah. 
No, not it's good. not good. <laughs> I actually thought that he was a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out he isn't. Wow. Like, I don't know. Melo could score, but yeah. he never bothered to play defense. He never bothered to learn how to rebound. He never bothered to learn how to do a bunch of other stuff. Mostly what he learned to do was jab, step, and fade away. Yeah, I bet you he th- he wishes that he would have retired maybe like two years ago. Yeah. So that, like, because now when he's, when he's eligible for the Hall of Fame, uh, people are going to be thinking more about metrics. Yeah. And like, maybe like, if he had retired maybe two or three years ago, uh, it might be in an era where they're not specifically looking at these metrics <laughs> right now. So maybe Carmelo <laughs> Anthony would have a better shot at being first ballot. Yeah. But I don't know where he is right no, now. I think Melo's like definitely a Hall of Fame player. Like, I mm-hmm. don't think there's any argument about that, and, which largely comes from his ability to do the uh, national team turnaround, which he was an integral part of. Like we've, we've, we've made cracks about the idea of getting Olympic Mello on a basketball team before, which is never going to fucking happen. Like it's not. Because <laughs> money-making <laughs> Mello likes to do other things. Yeah, he likes to shoot the ball every time. Um, why, would, why do other people have shots? They shouldn't. Yeah. I'm Carmelo Anthony. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to actually put a real basketball move on. <laughs> like, fuck a step back. Yeah. I'm going to fake stepping forward three times. <laughs> At least three. At least if three not, times. seven. And then just jack up a shot. Sometimes make it. Sometimes don't. But anyways, Kobe Bryant. And advanced metrics. Um, the like advanced metrics have done a lot for the NBA. Like they've 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 made it so that LeBron James has an actual claim to being the greatest of all time, right. the goat. Yeah, like without without people like looking at other other uh, things other than just rings and like scoring, um, LeBron James doesn't really have a shot against Jordan because if you look at just pure scoring and pure offensive ability it's all Jordan yeah it's all Jordan in that environment yeah but not if you look at their contributions to the larger game yeah now that we have a much more nuanced look it looks like LeBron James is up there so that's good uh Kawhi Leonard is another player who gets a lot of props because of uh analytics like what's his name uh, kyle lowry also a lot a lot of players yeah but kyle lowry always forgets how to use his limbs in the playoffs yeah so. kyle lowry is very much a regular season player <laughs> <laughs> and in the playoffs he's like man i am tired <laughs> it's just like i don't want to do this anymore what what i'm hearing is that kyle lowry is clayton kershaw yeah well yeah. I feel like Clayton Kershaw's better at baseball than Kyle Lowry is at <laughs> basketball, just in general. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The same kind of thing. Same kind of player that disappears in the playoffs. Yeah. But we, we it, metrics have opened all these doors. And for Kobe Bryant, um, it's actually exposed him a little bit. And by a little bit, I mean a lot. Because now we're looking at Kobe Bryant and we're... And it's easier to scrutinize his game and his legacy because of it. Like, uh... At the time of his last title in 2010, um, people were saying that he was a legitimate GOAT candidate. Sure. Like, maybe not quite Michael Jordan. Top three, top five, maybe, of all time. And no one would have, not many people anyway, would have said, oh, that's ridiculous. But now, (laughs) now (laughs) Now that we have a lot of things to look at. It is, it's pretty nonsensical <laughs> to even consider it. Like, if you look at Kobe Bryant versus his contemporaries, um players who came up around the same time and played during the same era or like the pre Steph Curry era, you know? Yeah. 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 Prior Uh, prior to 2014, basically the two thousands essentially. Um, 
Kobe's not better than most of his his uh, Hall of Fame contemporaries, his co-workers. No, so like it's worth it's worth noting who Kobe the player was, which was a high volume scorer, um, a guy who took a lot of shots and um, didn't. He was never a great shooter, but he was the guy who took the shots. Yeah. So he scored a lot of points. He was the focal point for his offense. He was the guy, like, he was supposed to be the dude. He was your, like, if you were trying, in the modern parlance, like, if you were trying to build your big three, Kobe was your number one. Yeah. In in the era when he was still highly active. Um, but was he any, like, the question is, I don't, I don't, actually don't, I was about to say the question is, is Kobe any good? Which isn't really at stake. Like, he was definitely yeah. good. Never know but, he was good. Yeah. How good? But how good how was good, he? How good really? Where does that legacy actually lie? Yeah. Now that we have information, like we we know him as like what you said, uh, an inefficient shooter, a, right. a volume shooter. Um, later in his career, a decent lockdown defender mm-hmm. when he's facing his man. Yeah. Bad team defender though. Real kind good one on one. Good one on one. Bad as a operator within a unit. He'll never. He'll never help. <laughs> he'll never. Dude, don't switch. Yeah, he's not. He's not doing that. But he will handle his own shit, which is fine, I guess. Um, There's just a lot of things there that his his game just isn't quite what everyone else's is. And when we, like I said, when we look at his contemporaries, like we'll start with Kobe versus Tim Duncan. Right. So Kobe Duncan. Pretty easy. Yeah. Kobe Duncan. um, Kobe, obviously, backcourt player. Duncan, frontcourt player. Both um, considered the among the best players their generation. Um, What do you think? Oh, well, <laughs> well, J.R. Wilco, a few years ago, four years ago, actually, J.R. Wilco did the dirty work for us mm-hmm. when he used RPM, ESPN's RPM, which is their, their value metrics, um, most thought of as the most accurate and best of the, the three value metrics that are out there right now. And he basically summed it up. It's like Duncan was just more productive at everything. And we know that they don't play the same position, so they're not going head to head. But if you just look at pure productivity... Like Duncan was better offensively and defensively. Nah, that's I think yeah. that's inarguable. Like Duncan rebounded, Duncan blocked shots, Duncan was a great team defender, like and his his units as a whole work always worked together better than Kobe's did because it wasn't about Duncan, right? Like yeah. you know, this is this that sounds a little bit like the hating on a star so like it's all about me, but that's not really what I'm doing here because Duncan always showed up and always was a centerpiece on an extremely good team that could hang with anybody. Yeah. Like they so Kobe and Duncan, if you if you want to like get into the titles argument, they have the same number. Mm-hmm. Both of them won 5 of them. Yeah. And but um Duncan's teams as a whole were always better than Kobe's teams as a whole. Yeah. Um with him in the middle of them. And, like, granted, you know, like, Tony Parker and Mono Ginobili were there in their primes. Um, they There were good players around Tim Duncan, but he was always the most important piece. Like, always the most important piece. And always the focal point for not only their offense, but their defense as well. He was an anchor on both ends of the court. And Kobe didn't exist in that environment the same way. Like, he wasn't, he wasn't a center point for their defensive... Uh, Defensive prowess. It wasn't like they had this insane lockdown perimeter defense that Kobe controlled, where whereas the Spurs during the Duncan era always had a lockdown full half court mm. defense that Duncan was in the middle of, and yeah. Kobe didn't do any of that, none of it. And in the clutch, Duncan was good. 
Yeah, he was. Like, uh, he had that big shot against the Heat. He did. He also had a huge shot that was then upstaged by Robert Ori hitting some ridiculous bullshit. Oh, right. I, <laughs> like, I forgot about Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, like, Duncan yeah. hit one of the greatest uh, clutch playoff shots that we would have ever seen if it wasn't immediately followed by Robert Ori knocking down a ridiculous three-pointer off of a long rebound. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think there's, there's like, a really good uh, SB Nation rewinder about that very mm-hmm. thing, is it? But yeah, Duncan better than Kobe. So if we go down the list, okay, that's one of that's one. That's just one. Yeah, that's just one. So then we look at uh, someone who who played the same position. You're talking about Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. And if we're using basketball reference value over replacement, um, uh, Kobe's best years he put up seven point one in two thousand three. That and, was a title year for him, right? Uh, yeah, it was a title yeah. year, and then six point five in 2006 where he essentially that was post Shaq so mm-hmm. he basically was everything on the team and they weren't very good yeah but also <laughs> a non-title year yeah. again it was also the year where he put up uh, 81 yeah I th- actually I think that 05 sick 05 06 year was a title year for Dwayne Wade like, yeah that was uh, yeah, that, that was, was the Shaq year yeah. yeah that was the Shaq year yeah interesting that Shaq was there <laughs> yeah. So we, we look at Kobe's best years of 7.1 and 6.5 at the two position. Dwayne Wade's best years, he has three of them that are outstanding. 9.7 at age 27, mm-hmm. an 8.0 at age 28, and a 7.0 at age 24, which yeah. I think was the 2005-2006 season. Yeah. That's nuts. So already from a metric standpoint, <laughs> on pure productivity, Dwayne Wade destroys Kobe Bryant across the board. Yeah. It's, yeah, it should never even be thought of that Kobe Bryant is better than Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade was incredible, and Dwayne Wade was a, like the core performer on the Heat. Like even even looking back on the big three years from what was it 2011 to 14 when LeBron and uh, Chris Bosh came down. Yeah, is that right? Wait, 2011 to 2015. Yeah, uh, yeah, because is that right? LeBron? The, I just want to make sure I get the years right. Is the all. Uh, the announcement or whatever. What what was it called again? The, the decision. Uh, the decision. The decision. Where <laughs> that would have been 2010. Yeah, that I was think. 2000. That was July yeah. 2010. So 2010, yeah. 2011 season yeah. was when Chris Bosh was down there. Yeah. Okay. So, but even then, Dwayne Wade was always a focal point. Like the half the reason LeBron went down to Miami was to play with Dwayne Wade, right? <laughs> to give him the ball. <laughs> yeah. And uh, nobody like it's hard to argue with it. And like honestly. Watching those two guys in their prime throw the ball to each other was fucking unreal. Yeah, that like, was pretty nuts. Yeah. Pretty they, nuts. They did get smoked by the uh, Mavericks the first time around and then by the Spurs <laughs> the last time around. But still, yeah. like those were amazing basketball teams, and they were fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, Wade, Wade was always more important to more successful teams in his prime, right? Like, yeah. Because even if you look at the uh, title years that Kobe had previously, I mean, and we'll probably get in. No, the uh, Gasol years, which we'll get into in a minute. But um, Wade Wade was so important to that 05-06 title team. Like, he was the only player there. Like, he was the closest to the, um, one of my, like, my favorite example of a single guy dragging a team along, like the Iverson year in uh, 2001. That was pretty nuts. Yeah, but like. Wade did that shit too, like, and it was really cool to watch. Yeah. So Wade over Kobe. Wade over Kobe. Easily. Easily. Not e- like, not even close. Yeah. So, 
let's let's turn it down a notch and okay. we go down to Kobe versus Tracy McGrady. T Mac is one of my favorite players, yeah. by the way. I love that guy. You know, his career was plagued by injuries, so he mm-hmm. didn't he didn't get the the lo- the longevity that um, fans hoped for. But when T Mac was on, he was on. Mm-hmm. So we've all met our share of people who think that Tracy McGrady could have been the goat. If he had continued. Apparently D'Angelo Russell. Russell, yeah. Yeah, D'Angelo Russell's <laughs> one of those people. And it's funny because when D'Angelo Russell said that, Kobe had to check him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> publicly, <laughs> which is very, which is so insecure. Like, Kobe Bryant, it's like, allow your teammate to have an opinion. He's a child. <laughs> He's a child. But, yeah. And Kai on his team is like, I think that T-Mac could have been really good if he uh, hadn't gotten hurt. And you're just sitting there like, no, me yeah. better. Me the best one. But... From a value metric standpoint, which I'm going to continue to go to, because uh, yeah. it's kind of one of the things that I like to do, um, Kobe's best year, like I said, was 7.1. Well, T-Mac, that very same year, was 8.7. So Jesus. <laughs> at Kobe's best, T-Mac was better at his best. Yeah. By a, yep. by a large amount. Also, T-Mac did drop 21 points in 49 seconds once. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he did <laughs> that is an entire Kyle Kuzma game <laughs> in, a, in a matter of seconds. And he did it as a comeback. Yeah. They were down when that started, and then he just turned everyone into garbage. T-Mac yeah. was dope. I've, yeah. I've always been a little bummed about his career because like, he should have been, been one of the greatest players ever. Yeah. And now we talk about him as a guy who was really good. Yeah. So I, I guess it's safe to say that Kobe... Better than T-Mac because of longevity, um, but like we said, like during his best year, he's better than Kobe yeah. in his best year. He, and like, no those were that. the same years. They Literally the, the same, same year. year. Yeah. And T-Mac was better. Yeah. Like, not even, like, and it's not close either. It's not like there's, it's a slim margin where like, well, I guess McGrady was slightly better than Kobe on Kobe's best season just because of whatever. He was a lot better. A lot better. A lot better. <laughs> yeah. Um... Like, 1.6 VORP is a shitload. That is a like, lot. it take you about a month of basketball to do that. Yeah, generally. Unless you're the Mike Trout of basketball. Um, yeah. Just picking up war every time you wake up in the morning. You mean Le- <laughs> LeBron James is the Mike Trout of basketball, I guess. Or I guess Mike Trout is the LeBron James of baseball is how we would have to put that. Yeah, the parallels are all there. We can, we, we can figure them out. Because LeBron James... Yeah. Like, eats VORP for breakfast. LeBron James <laughs> is the all-time VORP leader by so much. It's just crazy. Like, it, he's, he's just... He's the king of that value metric. He's the best. Yeah. Um, but there's another contemporary of Kobe's, and that's uh, Dirk Nowitzki. hmm So, how does Kobe compare to Dirk? Um, uh, Dirk is not as good as Kobe, unfortunately. That is one where I, I actually assumed going in when I was thinking about making this comparison, I'm like, oh, there's no, like, Dirk is better than Kobe. No, no, Kobe's better than Dirk. And that's just, the numbers, they, they're not even that close. They had, they have, like, similar peaks, mm-hmm. but really, Kobe had just a better career overall as a player. So, fine, you're better than yeah. Dirk Nowitzki. I want to, I have a counterpoint to this. And this is mm-hmm. very much like the baseball scout, how cute is his girlfriend thing. Right. But, so... I'm like, right, like, <laughs> I just thought of Moneyball. That's yeah, why yeah, I said that is, right. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> kind of what it's going, what I'm getting at. But, uh, so, Dirk, so, Kobe 
is just knock off Michael Jordan at his yeah. best, like on his best day. He's just a retread of a type of basketball player that we'd seen before. Dirk quite literally redefined what people believed a front court player was possible of. Yeah. Like he created a new standard for what a center could do, for what a power forward could do, like what your fours and fives are capable of. And that was entirely Dirk. Kobe's just the same thing, but lamer. Dirk is like the, 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 the first unicorn. Yeah. He's the OG stretch big. Yeah. Um, he's what, when we, when we talk about modern unicorns, like, Essentially, we're talking about the thing that Dirk Nowitzki yeah. invented. Yeah, without just by being him, yeah, without <laughs> existing. Yeah, without Dirk, there's no Giannis. Without Dirk, there's no Joel Embiid. Without yeah. Dirk, there's no Nikola Jokic. Like these guys don't exist without Dirk Nowitzki. But a bunch of two guards who shoot too much. Kobe didn't contribute to that. He was just <laughs> the main one. <laughs> he was just the guy. Yeah, yeah. who did that a lot? Yeah, he is, it was him. Yeah. And it wasn't interesting yeah. at all. So so let's go to another big. Sure. Um, Kobe's best friend. Ooh. Kobe's little buddy. His big buddy, actually. His loyal <laughs> sidekick, Pau Gasol, the Wookiee. Good old um, Pau. An anchor on those Lakers championship years. The last that was two. Uh, 2009 and then 2010, as yeah. I recall. Yeah. Yep. Um, Kobe was the star of those teams, but was he really? Because if we look at the value metrics for those seasons, both in the playoffs and the regular season, Pau Gasol was worth more. Not by too much, but he was worth more. That doesn't shock me in the slightest. Which is nuts. I'm not saying that Pau Gasol had a better career than Kobe Bryant. They didn't. (laughs) <laughs> he did not but in those champ it's worth noting in those championship years Pau Gasol was the best player on the Lakers yeah yeah he was yeah also Pau Gasol left the Lakers and then was part of another championship team on the Spurs wasn't he not uh was he no I don't think so because he went to the Bulls right after the Lakers is that right yeah I feel like he was on that uh team that beat the uh Heat no. At the end of the Big Three era. No, no. He went no? to the Spurs later. He went to the Spurs later in life when he was barely a player. It was like <laughs> Pau Gasol and David Lee were miraculously on, on the Spurs for some reason. All right, yeah. fair enough. He was, with yeah. the, uh, he was with the Bulls during that time. Well, no, actually, technically 2014, right? He was still a Laker. That was his last year. Well, oh, is that, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Then he went to the Bulls, and then he went to finish off Joachim Noah's <laughs> career, essentially. I don't know. It really, he didn't do it, obviously. He was just there for the end of Joachim Noah being being pretty good at basketball. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that, that's Pau Gasol's arc. Just happened to have his best years when Kobe was the star of a team, and Pau basically didn't care. Just grabbing Kobe's offensive rebound. Like, the Kobe the, assist. The bricks. Yeah. The Kobe <laughs> assist. Him and Andrew Bynum having a hell of a fucking time in the paint. Just, good lord. I feel feel like their whole offensive game plan is everyone like, all right, so we're going to dribble down the court, and someone's going to give Kobe the ball, and really all you should be doing is waiting for him to shoot it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, stop. Don't even ask for a pass. Just, like, try and get yourself in position for a rebound. That team was, like, truly built around Kobe's faults. Yeah. Like, they really knew what they were doing there. They're like, okay, well, I mean... Phil Jackson's very smart <laughs> as a coach, so like it was pretty easy. Not for as a general manager. Not apparently not as a basketball executive. I yeah. would not. I, I maybe a person. He's kind of a shitty person too. But <laughs> as a head coach, um, Phil Jackson was very smart. He he surrounded Kobe with players that 
that did the things that Kobe didn't do. So you get you get Ron Artest in there. You get you get Lamar Odom, you get you get you get Fisher, the captain, you get like the two towers of Bynum and Gasol. They were they were perfectly matched for Kobe's game in that era, which is the mid range volume shooter that he was. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and it resulted in a title. They beat they beat one of the first super teams. One yeah. of the first super teams, because it's like, what were the Lakers in the 80s? <laughs> the Celtics <laughs> in, the, in the 70s and 80s. Not, but super they were teams. all super teams. Yeah. It's funny that, like... It's, it's weird that people get so pissed off about super teams now. Like, did you not see those lineups? <laughs> Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. And just those... T- I'm forgetting the names of the other guys, and those two players alone are like, oh, yeah, that's the best team in the J- league. James Worthy. James Kurt Worthy. Rambis. Kurt Rambis. Fuck, yeah. Yeah. James Worthy, my favorite Laker. James Worthy is your favorite Laker? James Worthy is my favorite Laker. All right. I like him. Oh, he's very good. <laughs> I didn't say he wasn't. I'm just surprised. It's For it's some worthy, reason, I have you pegged Kareem. as a magic guy. Worthy, Kareem. I like Pow. Um, shoot. I did, I did like Ron Artest when he was on the team. Uh, <laughs> meta World Peace, you mean? Yeah, Meta World Peace. I I don't know why I like to just call him Ron Artest. Because <laughs> uh, the Ron Artest that I know and love is the Ron Artest who's beating up the guy from Subway. <laughs> <laughs> crowd at the malice in the palace he looked like the subway dude he did look like he looked like the subway dude. definitely didn't throw a drink at you ron why did you punch him he was holding a drink all right we that's another (laughs) different different thing we're gonna we're gonna do the malice in the palace someday (laughs) not not today but so the other thing that so we'll keep doing kobe versus people yeah and i would like to throw down kobe's entire career versus everybody else because not once not one time in Kobe's entire career did he post the best VORP or box plus minus in the league. Ever. No, that, that actually surprised me. I just assumed mm. he did at some point, but yeah. he never did. But no, he never did that. He, he, was, might, he might have done it on RPM, but I don't know. Because I, I don't, they don't uh-huh. have backlogs from back then for RPM. No, they we don't. We can get a hold of. Anyway. No, but so. against the metrics that we can look back at historically against the numbers they posted, he was never actually the best player in the league. Not nope. one time during his career. Not once. Not a single time. Kind of wild. And <laughs> what about LeBron James? What about LeBron James? Well, do you like yelling at the top of your lungs? No. Well, well then LeBron. I do. Well, well, still, LeBron is better. <laughs> yeah. Do you like watching Kobe huck 719 footers and score seven points or 35 points on seven of 87 shooting? Um, sometimes. Well, no. then your brain. <laughs> if you do, your brain is made of cottage cheese. I mean, and like, LeBron is what better. Is, what is what is like me? Like, <laughs> I also enjoyed watching Nick Young. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it wasn't good. We didn't win games, but it was funny. Like <laughs> so I yeah. guess in a weird way, yes. <laughs> I did it I do enjoy that sort of thing. But you know, in the same way that I like watching someone drop their groceries off. <laughs> so it's it's self abuse. Yeah, I'm just like, like, oh that's a shit show. That sucks <laughs> for you and the people you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. So yeah, LeBron and like seven useless nobodies and a grocery checkout guy <laughs> are a title opportunity, and Kobe and seven useless nobodies and one actual basketball player are a fucking travesty. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, the, the Kobe and LeBron should never be a comparison because LeBron no. is. I believe LeBron's the guy. LeBron but, makes everybody better. LeBron is the guy who steps onto a court on a playground and suddenly his team never leaves the floor until they get tired. Mm-hmm. Kobe is the guy who steps onto the court on the playground and does his best James Harden impression until the game is over and he won't stop shooting and then you're done because you lost and he was like two of 30. Let's segue real quick. Sure. Let's take a quick... What do you think of... LeBron versus Jordan. Do you think LeBron, that LeBron's better than Jordan? I don't think they're. I actually don't think they're comparable players. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think LeBron. Like, so I think LeBron is one like the modern modern basketball's equivalent of the ideal player who is positionless, who yeah. um, can do everything on the court, and um, is a center like an all-star piece at every single aspect of what he does. If you ask him to move the ball, he can do that. If you ask him to rebound, he can do that. If you ask him to score, he can do that. Yeah. I think Jordan was a pure scorer and I think that's why Kobe turned into Kobe is because he grew up wanting to be Michael Jordan, who was yeah. a scorer. And he was the best like and here's the thing, like I'm not hating on Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan I think was the best individual scorer who ever walked the earth. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I I think so too. Like this, the the best scorer. Yeah. Like he was gonna go get buckets. That's what he yeah. did, and he was always gonna be able to do it. And I think Kobe picked up like, the like the narrative of Kobe Bryant is a lot about his drive to be better, and I think a lot of that comes from the Jordan drive to be the guy who got every single basket. Yeah. And so they exist in that realm. But LeBron doesn't. LeBron exists in this much more complete basketball as a holistic experience realm. Yeah. Which has changed the way that everyone around the league plays basketball. Like, with with Jordan, what you got was the best scorer who ever walked the earth and everybody trying to then score the way Jordan did. And then you got the fucking late 90s, early 2000s where you're watching the Pistons beat everybody up because they were going to play excellent team defense because everybody yeah. wanted to shoot. With LeBron, what you've got is an entity as a league and as a sport where... The key is to operate holistically and get everybody on the same page. Like, I don't think the uh, 2014 Warriors exist without LeBron James because LeBron James is an all-star and a superb basketball player who created a unit around him, right? Yeah. And that's and that's what the Warriors did, and they just did it better than any unit LeBron James was a part of. Yeah. If like if like if like Jordan's a fire mage, LeBron is a support class. Who's just doing all the things? A that is support yeah. class, like <laughs> healing everybody and tanking, yeah. and also doing the damage, but also doing other things yeah. too. Like, no, like LeBron's a druid, I guess. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Sounds right. He can he can do everything. Whatever yeah. you need, he can like figure out a way to do it. Yeah. But like, yeah, Jordan was just like, I'm gonna create as much DPS as I can. Yeah. Because I am a nerd and I understand this yeah, reference. The best, the best, yeah. he does the most <laughs> DPS possible. Yeah. Yeah, and I. I, I believe LeBron's the GOAT just because of that. Like, that to me tells me that that's the best basketball player. But when someone says Jordan's better, I'm not going to have an argument for them. Because it's so close like, yeah, in my it's, mind. And it's so, they're so nuanced that, like, yeah, it's cool. It's fine. No, Jordan, <laughs> so Jordan was a specialist, but he was the best specialist of all time. Yeah. 
And LeBron is a Swiss Army knife, and he was the best Swiss Army knife of all time, and comparing them is really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly... Which is why it's fun to do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wouldn't get mad at someone saying LeBron is better than Michael, and I wouldn't get bad at, mad at someone saying Michael is better than LeBron, because I think they both have legitimate cases to make. You know who I do get mad when, about when someone says Kobe is the GOAT? <laughs> That's where I'm like, this is stupid. You're, you're dumb. <laughs> you're obviously incorrect. You're not You're not good yeah. as a person. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, God, I would never I would never hope that your analytic skills are like a part of something that I have to do professionally ever in my life. <laughs> right? If you think that Kobe Bryant is the Kobe, <laughs> then I, I'm like, oh man. Well, because like the thing about people who want to go with the Kobe is the goat is they always want to follow it up follow it up with, well, like Michael took his teams to the championship by himself. Like, one, no, he did not. Yeah. And then they want to follow up with, and so did Kobe. Like, also, definitely no. Yeah. Like, the last thing I would like to hear from a surgeon as I'm being put under is my surgeon go, oh, yeah, um, Kobe Bryant's a goat, by the way. <laughs> no! He's going to kill me! <laughs> this guy's inept! <laughs> I'm here for an appendectomy, and this guy's definitely going to remove a lung. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Kobe, Kobe so wh- Goats. Where good. do you think Kobe actually ends up? Like, oh. who who is he in like the grand scheme? Yeah, well, with using advanced metrics and just kind of looking at things and like top lists that I've put together in my head over the years, and just using all the tools at my disposal to just kind of look at it. It's he's clearly like um, a top twenty. Very clearly a top 20 player. Oh, um, I don't think that's arguable. I think he's definitely a top 20 player. Uh, he's he's def- he's not in the top 10. No. He's between, he's between 10 and 20. And this current era of basketball players, is, is their legacies are being defined so quickly that that, that list changes every year. Because Steph Curry's climbing his fucking way into that list. He, he is very much. So is KD. KD so is, is KD. There. KD, yeah. in my opinion, is my number 10 player of all time. Fair enough. All right, so off notes real fast. So I'm just, I just want to throw out 10 names who I think are a top 10 name, right? Yeah. Jordan, LeBron, Kareem, mm-hmm. um, James Worthy. Um, no, James Worthy. I'm sorry. Did I say just say James Worthy? That's not what I meant. <laughs> I love James Worthy, but <laughs> you, you distracted me. All right, hang on. Michael, LeBron, um, Kareem, Wilt, um, Shaq, Shaq. Yes, yeah. good call. Um, Tim Duncan. Yeah. Um, and, uh I've already lost my train of thought. Anyway, there's there's five. I wrote a list down like three weeks ago in my Slack channel when we were talking about this in one of my Slacks. I I forgot which Slack it is, so I'm not going to go looking for it, but I did have a list, and I know that KD was like either nine or ten. Yeah. That makes sense. You know who I would throw out there as a hot pick for a top ten NBA player of all time? Hmm. Like, something that, feel free to hate on me for this, but Vince yeah. Carter. Oh, yeah, I, I don't know if I do. I mean, he, he's... He's coming up with all the fucking form. He also it's just based on longevity. He yeah, is, like, and that's kind of what it is. Like, how d- how is that? Like, I don't understand how Vince Carter is still in the league. Yeah, because he's forty, and the thing that made him famous was dunking a whole lot, and he actually can't do it anymore. Yeah. Like, he physically is unable to do it, and yet here he is being a productive role player this late in his career, no matter what. Yeah, and that's insane to me. Also, Bill Russell, mm. uh, number six. I do, it does sound like I just use VORP and like RPM is like all of my 
analysis. It's just what I use for a lot of my analysis. <laughs> because, yeah. like, yeah, I just want to, like, put that out there. Like, I'm not just all going on these numbers. Yeah. It's not baseball, so I can't do I can't just look at war and go, that guy's better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dr. I understand that there's yeah. a lot of, like, scouting involved in actual, like, things that people do. Also, Dr. J, number seven, and George Gervin, number eight. Um, okay. The Iceman. Yeah. Fuck, where do I have KG? Why didn't I put KG on here? I don't know, but he's up there. I'm going to go ahead and just look. I know that he... I'm just going to go look at Kevin Garnett's basketball reference just to, like, try and fit where I place him with against Kobe. Just <laughs> to continue the, the <laughs> other thing. It was like, where do I put him against Kobe? Let's see. KG was very quickly so much better than Kobe. <laughs> I saw, like, three seasons, like, where his value was late nines and i'm like oh shit that's really fucking good i didn't say tim duncan yet i think tim duncan's a top 10 basketball player of all time that's number nine i need one more and then i push kobe bryant out of the top 10 and i defy you i could go Dwayne wade i could go kevin durant but i'm trying i'm actually trying to take deep cuts you can you can go with the early stuff curry because he is already the greatest shooter of all time uh the point is the game completely just by being him just by shooting so well and you can go Steph if you wanted to. The point is, me trying to come up with a bunch of players who are not currently active, except for LeBron, um, in order to find a top 10 that does not include Kobe Bryant was not actually that hard. I just had to think about it for a second. Yeah. Like, because all yeah. of those guys were better than him. Yeah. I think my, my, like, my like assessment is Kobe is basically a lucky tracy mcgrady i yeah. put him in the same skill level i put him in the same category as t-mac which is high praise by the way no <laughs> it's no not like, full, like it's not like oh fuck you but like he's definitely not a goat candidate he's definitely not top 10 uh he's probably not top 15 right well i feel there, i'm like i don't know if there's an if you're a kobe stan out there listening to us first of all you're probably about to say fuck you kobe is the best ever why do you hate kobe why do you think he sucks he's we a actually, closer bro <laughs> actually don't think he sucks like i don't think kobe bryant sucked yeah we think I he just, sucks as a person yeah he is a deeply <laughs> shitty person we're about to get into this shit yeah. but he was a very good basketball player who was highly overrated because his game didn't actually matter that much to the success it was much more dependent on the pieces around him and he happened to be playing in the right market yeah he was a late the right team in the right market who like that's superstar all the way people are gonna People are going <laughs> to jump on the bandwagon. From, like, a purely production standpoint, Kobe's he's more Jeter than Bonds. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, Because yeah. Derek Jeter had two to three, like, truly elite years, and even then he wasn't the best player. But Derek Jeter was treated as baseball royalty because he won all those rings and did, had a lot of perceived clutch moments. Actually, I wouldn't even call Derek Jeter's clutch moments perceived clutch moments. Those are just clutch moments. Yeah. No, Derek he was Jeter right did there. some crazy shit. He did some crazy shit. <laughs> I keep trying to pretend that the fucking, like, cutoff, like, side toss to the catcher was is incredible. And I keep want, com- trying to come up with a way to be like, it actually wasn't that cool. No, it was great. And it was great. It no was fucking awesome. There. Why were you there? <laughs> also, Jeremy Giambi, please slide. Yeah. When you... <laughs> All you have to do is slide. All you have to do is slide, dude. I fucking Jeremy Giambi is such a clown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's Kobe the basketball player. Yeah. Kobe the human being... On the other hand, um, and we've gotten into this before. We t- we talked about this in our episode, the redemption narrative. Yeah. Um, but we're gonna get back into it right now because 
fucking Stephen A. Smith made us. Yeah. Um, but here's a, a, a thing that, uh, not to interrupt you. No, no. But people would ask, should Kobe's off-the-court problems matter? Because I think a lot of these people don't even count it. Because they're yeah. like, oh, the charges were dropped or whatever. Oh, it's not basketball-related. I say it matters. I agree. I it, it does matter. When you're looking at legacies, it's like sports aren't... It's it's not... like You, ha- you have to look at everything. Like It's entertainment. So at the end of the day, it's not the most important thing in the world. And if you find yourself worshipping a, a, a rapist because <laughs> of a thing that's purely entertainment, you are a weird, weird fucking person. You should probably look into that. Honestly, so this is like, it's an equivalent to being like, well, Joe Montana was the greatest 49er of all time. I remember the time he hurled four elementary school children off the Golden Gate Bridge, (laughs) but you know, that wasn't really about football. He just didn't like children. He did use his arm strength (laughs) to murder the kids, but it was not football related, so we don't count it. Yeah. I count it. Yeah, no, it matters, dude. It matters a lot. The fictional time when Joe Montana killed those four kids (laughs) matters. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, Joe Montana. You didn't do that. You did not do that. I apologize. Yeah, (laughs) none of that happened. We're real. (laughs) Joe Montana did not murder children. No kids died at the hands of Joe Montana. The golden arm of Joe Montana. No one died. Kiss the fucking ring. Forty fucking niners. Yeah, but the point is, like this. Yeah, this fucking matters. Like this is important because if you want to talk about someone's legacy, this is an important deal. And Kobe Bryant straight up raped a woman in Colorado in two thousand and three. He did, and there's no getting around this. Yeah, I mean, people want to lean on the fact that the the charges were dropped in 04, but they were dropped because he doxed her. His mm-hmm. legal team doxed her. Her name was out there. She was getting death threats. You can't. She couldn't. We talked about this in the redemption narrative. She couldn't yeah. afford to go on. Right. That's that, that. doesn't mean that. That doesn't mean that this didn't happen. It means it probably did. Well, they settled a civil suit. Like they yeah. straight up settled a civil suit where he paid her off and was like, "Don't. We're this is over now." Yeah. And that's it, what happened. Yeah, making it go away isn't doesn't mean that it's okay no it's deeply not and this is like and this is an aspect of the kobe bryant legacy that people don't want to talk about they want to ignore it they want to pretend that it's not a significant thing like if you want to like if you want to pretend that like kobe's uh shortcomings on the basketball court court aren't as significant as we've just made them out to be then like that's fucking fine you yeah. want to say that like no none of that was as important as we've said then fucking whatever if, dude if you want to say vorp yeah. is dumb fine yeah. i agree vorp's cool. kind of dumb but i like it but you're <laughs> but don't stand around and pretend that what this dude did to a 19 year old girl at a spa isn't important because he did it like he definitely did it and that shit like that shit's inexcusable like, it's inexcusable, and he's never been actually called to account for it, and nobody has ever forced him to co- be called to account for it. And most of the discussion you see uh, around it these days, it's not going to be done by ESPN. It's not going to be done by NBC. CBS isn't going to look into it. Like, none of, like, the mainstream sport outlets are going to get into it because that doesn't fit the narrative they're, they would want to tell around Kobe Bryant, right? Yeah. They want to talk about Kobe the basketball player who's, again constantly being framed in this idea of is he possibly the greatest ever again obviously no we just covered that but in this in this particular instance we're just pretending it's not like that this didn't happen yeah worshiping worshiping a monster is not 
is not something that we should be normalizing. And but it is something that's been normalized. Like the the Oscars was it in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, he won an Oscar for 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 his basketball short uh, animated short about essentially retiring from basketball and not playing basketball anymore. Like, what if you didn't play professional sports anymore? And it was like, here is an Oscar. Yeah, essentially, yeah. <laughs> but that happened during an Oscars um, right in the middle of the Me Too movement, at the height of the Me Too movement. It was right right yeah. after the Weinstein controversy where a lot of the actresses, I believe, showed up. I forget exactly what it is they wore, but they made... Time's def- up. Yeah, Time's... Oh, Time's Up. Yeah. That's right. Not Me Too. Time's Up. Well, Me Too was happening, but Time's Up was the pin that they wore. Yeah, yeah. Oscars. And, like, they did... They, like, made some conscious decisions about what they were wearing in terms of their wardrobe in order to call attention to it as well. It was right after the Weinstein controversy. And then they gave fucking Kobe Bryant an Oscar? Yeah. Just deeply fucked up thing to happen. And it's a result of this just sweeping under the rug of a very, very terrible thing that a dude did. And the only reason they don't want to pay attention to it is because they don't want to admit that it happened because it's inconvenient to say that one of their favorite basketball players because i imagine a lot of the people um voting for oscars live in la and are lakers fans film executives stuff like that i Uh, would assume (laughs) i'd imagine that's the case jack nicholson is there every day (laughs) (laughs) but this this idea that like we should separate kobe's um off the court his his off the court the court I, like his situation um, from his legacy is it's dumb yeah and so and here's the thing is like I I think there are very real discussions to be had in the light of Times Up and Me Too about what sort of atonement means and what recovery means and what it means to become better as a person right like there's there's legitimate there are legitimate questions there like what's at what point can you say someone has done something to become better and but Kobe's never been called to account for any of this he's never yeah. been asked to apologize he's never like and what does like we still try I think that we as a culture are still, are still trying to figure out what a genuine apology looks like right now like in the light of you fucked up and you're trying to do better no one, right. no one knows because at, at one point people thought Louis C.K. had a pretty good apology for his thing, and then he did a fucking stand-up set six months later because he was mad because people hadn't forgiven him. <laughs> it's like Jesus, where he was like, oh. just back off, like yeah. just fucking back off, like just disappear, dude. Yeah. Like yeah. don't get mad at it because people are mad at you. Of course, yeah. people are going to be mad at you. You did something terrible. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, I don't. There's no Kobe apology. Tour. No, there's no. It's because first of all. There is no coming back. You know what I mean? This is irredeemable. Yeah. Like, there is, there is no way he can, he can come back. He should just disappear. Yeah. He should have just disappeared. He should have been like, I'm good. Thanks for, like, letting me get through this, and I'm going to go away now. Like, yeah. that's it. He would just be gone. That's, yeah. that's what should happen, but he didn't. And he's just stuck around, and he continues to stick around. He refuses the, to go away. In the hearts and minds of... of ESPN analysts, NBA analysts, basically every sports person out there, they still love him. They still cherish his legacy. They clearly do. If you watched uh, First Take, 
this morning and yesterday morning, <laughs> Kobe's still a big deal. Yeah, and this is despite the, being a terrible person. But this is why he doesn't go away too, is because a lot of people want to show up and be like, no, he's still great, no matter what, you know. Yeah, and that's not helping this question. I know I like I know I've said this already, but I do think it's a really significant thing of how do you if you've done something wrong, how do you atone? How do you how do you apologize appropriately? How do you find a way to come back and be a better human being? Mm-hmm. Right? And even with the, like, I don't know, Kobe did it in a deeply shitty thing that I'm not sure is forgivable. Yeah, when you dock someone. Yeah. Like, when you, when you instead just decide to, like, ID the person. Right. Like, to the whole world and destroy their lives and their family's lives, even more than you already have, that's... How yeah? How do you forgive the shit? It's a horrendous. So it's a horrendous thing to do. But but the thing is, is everyone has forgiven Kobe for not even trying. He's never even bothered. No, he, he. In fact, it, yeah. He people get mad when you bring it up. People yeah. get defensive when you bring it up. They're like, yeah. "Well, why are you bringing up that? It's so it's gone. He was cleared of charges." It's like, the fuck out of here. Fuck, <laughs> yeah, fuck <laughs> you. So way. was OJ. Yeah. Like, <laughs> But everybody still thinks he killed his wife, and oh yeah, he 100% probably did. Yeah. Like, I don't even know if there's, like, atonement. I don't even think he would want to. I don't, there's just no, like, he just has to go away. I don't imagine that guy thinks there's anything to atone for. He, yeah, well, remember all those, like, all those, like, basketball ads about, you know, his adversity and stuff like that, and just, like... His adversity. All the things that he went through. Yeah, where he's like, oh man, there's so many Kobe haters, and it's just like... Yeah, because of that whole thing. That whole terrible thing, dude. Of it was like the time you raped that woman. You remember yeah. that? You remember doing that? Because yeah. I bet you do. Like, I don't know. And like the meanest thing I can think of that's ever been said about that in the years since is like references on in like some co- in profiles about Kobe about him overcoming his issues with infidelity. Yeah, that's fucking, that's fucking just weird. Yeah. Like that's, that's, that's creepy and weird when people like to like refer to that situation as just simply infidelity it's not infidelity it's he oh yeah man. Ugh. gross yeah gross speaking of, well, i guess where i guess let's go ahead and wrap up this kobe bryant segment mm-hmm. um is kobe bryant the goat no is he close to the goat no no should you worship him no because he's a terrible person he That's sucks <laughs> in a, to wrap it up don't do any of that shit yeah. <laughs> he's he's not he's not his legacy isn't infallible he is not he is not a player that you should be looking up to he's, he's not someone that you should be putting on a pedestal every morning on first take <laughs> Stephen a it's stop pro- protecting kobe bryant he doesn't yeah. need it like we like all the th- all the shitty things he did. He's already passed. Yeah, just protect you know? LeBron James. <laughs> That's what Stephen <laughs> A. Smith already does. Like, just, <laughs> just protect the guys who aren't doing crazy, fucking terrible shit. Right? Yeah. Let's. Yeah. So Kobe's bad. Kobe <laughs> is bad. Kobe Speaking is bad. He was good at basketball, but not as good as you think he was, and he's a shitty fucking person. Yeah, speaking of uh, bad athletes, uh, Addison Russell's back. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no, Addison. So Addison Russell has been uh, brought back to the Cubs after getting a 40-game a suspension for um, basically beating the hell out of his wife. And he's 
he says he's been in therapy and he's been doing all these things and he claims he's really trying to be better. And my response to that is just, Addison, we'll fucking see. Like, yeah. yeah. Doubt it. Yeah. Uh, he shouldn't even be back, but see, it's baseball. Yeah. And baseball doesn't <laughs> really give a shit about they that. They don't really care about things in baseball. I mean, wait, um, you sent me a link um, uh, from a Jamel Hill, a piece that Jamel Hill wrote for The Athletic. Yeah. About, you know, why don't baseball, why do baseball players love Trump? It's like, well, because most of them are terrible people. Yeah. <laughs> because most of them fucking Baseball suck. And they, yeah, and they're not capable of recognizing the suffering of others. Like, they just don't get it. They don't. Yeah, yeah I mean, baseball players love Donald Trump because they, they, they like all the racism. Yeah. Like, like have, you, have you watched baseball before? It's pretty obvious. Like, without them saying anything in particular, it's obvious, like, what, what these people stand for. Yeah. Just... It makes it makes total sense. Like there was like the whole genesis of that Jamel Hill piece is a uh, tweet that was sent out that was basically the Reds like the Red Sox were invited to the White House for you know a celebratory thing where I'm sure they'll be served Big Macs, um, <laughs> but none of if they're all white baseball players they'll probably give them like steak dinners and yeah. shit. Yeah, and it is. And here's the thing: is it's gonna be all of the white players like. Yeah. It's going to be the white Red Sox. The white yeah. Sox, as I was put in the tweet, which is honestly hilarious, but also really true and really disturbing that only the white guys are going. Yeah. You know? So, like, Chris Sale and Craig Kimball. Yeah. And he, <laughs> Craig Kimball's not even signed. He's just going to show yeah. up and be like, I got nothing better to do. I don't know. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, like, yeah. All the white guys are going, and none of the uh, the black or Latin players are going at all. So your MVP won't be there. Yep. The the manager Alex Cora won't be there. Just the white guys. Just the white guys. <sighs> white baseball players, y'all are fucking weird, man. Yeah. Get, <laughs> figure that, get it together. Figure it out, dude. What is wrong with all of you? White athletes, actually, honestly, white athletes in general, maybe with the exception of the NBA guys. Well, Gordon but, Hayward's fucking MAGA. Okay, NBA guys minus Gordon Hayward. Also, who else? There's another one. Fucking who is it? Another NBA uh, MAGA lord? Yeah, there's another NBA MAGA lord. I'm trying Jesus. to remember who it is. Like, you know how you get those, like, corn-fed white guys from Indiana who are just, like, seven foot one? And they're like, I believe in America. It's one yeah, of them. I don't, I don't want to say uh, Zeller, but... I think it's Cody Zeller. <laughs> <laughs> if it turns out not to be true, I apologize, Cody. Well, Cody, you can always uh, tweet at us and inform us that you think Donald Trump is a huge piece of shit. Or just tweet at the world and say it. Yeah. See, Either way. Like, that's like... Just like... The bar is so low for like white athletes. Like, like I wouldn't think twice about Madison Bumgarner or Buster Posey or any of like the, the players on my favorite baseball team if they just once were just like yeah nazis are bad but anyways about that pitch that I threw last <laughs> night. yeah i really wanted to get it low in a way but you know it went in middle in he crushed for a home yeah. run i hate donald trump gotta yeah. go by also <laughs> nazis are bad yeah. also nazis are bad not taking any more questions bye as like, as the white guy in this podcast i want to throw out there on the record nazis are fucking bad yeah it's pretty easy it's I'm not all- hard 
I find them to be bad, and I think they should all go away, and we should do something about them. Yeah, but it, it just seems like a lot of like white athletes have taken like the Taylor Swift approach to like this whole thing where they're like, uh, just don't say anything. And then you'll be fine. It's like, well, no, like silence is an admission of like, support. <laughs> like, really, like if you're not, when the whole world is like, wow, Nazis are bad, and then you're just like, well, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say you, Nazis are bad. You like them, or at least you humanize them to the point where you want to make money off of them and not hurt their feelings, which is the same fucking thing. <laughs> it's the same fucking thing, Taylor Swift. Yeah. She's the when her her moment was when she came out just like hey everyone should vote Democrat I'm like that doesn't do it for me <laughs> you're gonna need to you're gonna need to say a little bit more than that also possibly say don't be racist at a minimum oh yeah don't like, be racist I think is pretty uh yeah that would that would work wonders for her for her image also don't, don't rip don't rip off Beyonce stop ripping off yeah, Beyonce like, what, what why did you do that, that? that's so weird that was so it was so <laughs> bizarre to see that like. You just did the exact same routine that Beyonce did at Coachella. Be- All right. Just just poorly. <laughs> she yeah. did the Cody Zeller version. Taylor Swift <laughs> is canceled. <laughs> what is the fuck is up with? This is a sports podcast. What the hell, dude? <laughs> so weird. weird. Why did you do that? It didn't make any <laughs> sense. Why would What? If you want to do like- a drumline thing, that's fine. Like, But don't just do the exact thing. She exact did the same, move. same thing. She did the same moves too. Yeah, but less weird. awesome. Yeah, less awesome. Obviously, <laughs> but it's like way less good. Yeah. It's just so fucking weird. Yeah, Taylor Swift is. That's a that's a weird that's a weird 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 celeb that people like. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, we I, we have fallen down this like weird <laughs> rabbit hole of like. What's up with people who don't say Nazis are bad? <laughs> Which is a fair question. That is a pretty good question. What's up with people who don't say the Nazis are bad? It's pretty easy to do. Clears your name of liking Nazis. I'd say it's a win-win. If you're listening to us right now, and you are not willing to walk away from your next interaction with the closeout line, Nazis are bad, stop fucking listening to this podcast. Yeah. If you for once think like... <laughs> Oh, if I say Nazis are bad, it could cost me money. First of all, probably not. Second of all, that's fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) What industry are you in? The swastika tattoo industry? (laughs) Country music? (laughs) Baseball? Oh, where man. are where are we? What are we doing right now? What are we talking about? Want to talk about the playoffs? Yeah, let's talk about the playoffs. Uh, they're good, actually. The playoffs, the NHL and <laughs> the, the NBA. Yeah. Nuggets, huh? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's at least one good playoff series. Um, and the Sharks has headed to Game Seven, and there's been a lot of overtime this year, and that is dope. Yeah, I mean, well, well, basketball playoffs. Would you want to talk about the Golden State Warriors real quick? Oh, they Why are tying games <laughs> because they don't care enough. <sighs> I mean, I think I think there's something about the Rockets where they kind of have their number in a weird like physicality. Um, yeah, maybe. Like I don't know. Like I guess uh, I actually I honestly don't know. I don't know what it is about the Rockets that makes them unable to like able to hang with the Warriors because the Rockets are the antithesis of the Warriors. Well, yeah, like, and if the Rockets make it past the Warriors, the Rockets are going to lose. <laughs> the, yeah, they're not going to win the title. Last no, year, I would have no thought chance. maybe the Rockets have a shot if they beat the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals, because then they'd be against the Cavs, and 
they'd probably win that. Yeah. But because... this year, it's like, I don't think they make it past whoever comes out of the Blazers and Nuggets. And then I don't think they make it past whoever comes out of the East. I think any, I think a lot of teams in the East are actually better than the Rockets. Yeah, the Rockets aren't actually that good. Like, yeah. they're James Harden doing step backs, Chris Paul doing some sort of weird old guy Chris Paul point guard dumbass bullshit, and Clint Capella it's occasionally... passing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't do it well anymore. <laughs> he's probably pretty good, I don't know. He's better, just, well, he's it's, better it's than less, me. It's but... less spectac- spectacular than we're used to from him. Yeah. It's, I, I don't I don't buy it. I just don't buy it from the Rockets. I never have. I didn't last year, and I don't now, and I, I was, just don't think they're that good. I fully committed to Rockets, like, last year. Like, uh, we fucking watched that Game 7, didn't we? At Bill's yeah. Off-Broadway. Yeah, we did. We did. We did. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, and then uh, James Harden laid an, a huge goose egg on the whole thing. Yeah. And then we... And then... We ended up at Linda's and drank Fournette, and I forget. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember. Forget I remember. I brought. I bought a sweatshirt because I was cold. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Linda's. Good bar. <laughs> Great bar. Good bar. Bartender did not like us. No, I did not appreciate us Why showing are these up. Drunk dudes in my empty bar, ordering Fournette and a pitcher. They're already drunk. Should I give them Fournette and a pitcher? He did. He did. Like, to his credit, if he said he did you guys give us should those probably things. leave, I would have been like, checks out, my no, dude. No, my, my reaction would have been like, yeah, seems reasonable. <laughs> I'm going back to Bill's Off-Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, I do not believe in the Rockets at all. Yeah. I don't think they're that good. I, I, I did last year. I don't this year. It, here, here's, here's what I will say is that if the Rockets win a title this year, James Harden has just leapfrogged a whole bunch of people in the conversation for greatest of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even... Th- I. That's the thing. There's so many players right now playing basketball today that have yet to jump into that top 15, top 10 position that will probably do it in the next three to five years. I'm like looking at Steph... Uh, yeah. Harden maybe has a shot. KD's already there. There's just so much talent right now. Like this is a golden age of basketball. No, we are in this extremely cool golden age of basketball. Like these guys are really, really, really fucking good. Yeah. Really fucking good. And uh, yeah, like Harden, Westbrook, George, KD, Steph Curry, LeBron James. Fucking now we're looking down the gut of Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. We have. Um, Kyrie Irving hanging out around here, and Gordon Hayward. Um, well, he's nowhere in that pantheon of good no, players. no, he's not. But <laughs> he's, Gordon Hayward's washed. Fucking Boogie Cousins is rolling around just destroying things every time his legs don't fall apart. Yeah. Like Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons. There's so many amazing basketball players right now that Kawhi. Kawhi, yeah, fucking Kawhi Westbrook. Leonard. Westbrook. I bet you Westbrook. I said wish, Westbrook. I already oh, said did, Westbrook. Yeah. Yeah. I wish. I, I kind of wish that Westbrook played in like the mid two thousands. He mm. would be a god. <laughs> oh man, we be talking. Is he the next Michael Jordan? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then me in the mid two thousands, be like, yes. Yeah. Look at him. He's awesome. He does He's incredible. He's incredible. Beat yeah. up his own teammate for a rebound. <laughs> He punched, he punched Steven Adams directly in the dick. Yeah. And then took a rebound that was otherwise uncontested. Look how badly and then he, he wants dribbled, it. And he dribbled up the court and missed a 19-footer. Look how badly he wants it. 
See, that's like one of those things that like those intangibles that get pointed at where it's like, look how much hustle, look how badly he wants it. That passes in the pre-metrics era, but doesn't necessarily matter at all. Like when you, when you can look at the big picture, it's like one of those things where like, like that's why Pete Rose was, is thought of as so great. I mean, other than being very, very fucking great at baseball, but a part of what drove his legacy is his hustle. Is yeah. He always looked like he was trying the hardest when probably he was trying maybe slightly harder than most people on his team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but it's just the perception of he was trying like a- very hard makes people go, oh, man, I like him. He would pop out to third and run really hard to first base. Well, yeah. like, I was like, I'm just going to catch this. Yeah. Whereas like, it's like when Bryce Harper first came up, he was known as a big hustle guy. And they're like, oh, I love it. I love that he's a big hustle guy. And I'm like, I like that he plays baseball good. I don't care if he looks like, I don't care if his helmet falls off when he's running. I don't care if like he runs out everything. I like that he gets hits and plays good defense and has a cannon for an arm. Yeah, that's, uh, that's that seems like it should be enough, right? I, that, that to me is what makes Bryce Harper good. And they're like, yeah, but I love the hustle. And I'm like, okay, bye. <laughs> Mentally check it out, like Brand Stark. So much of the running. That's when I go. That's when I do that Brand Stark thing. I'm going to go now, and then just go into the <laughs> Three-Eyed Raven mode. I have to go now. I have to peace out. <laughs> Deuces. <laughs> Sorry, Theon. You're having a moment right now, but like Theon, I don't give a shit because I'm the three-eyed raven. I have so much more things to pay attention to. You're a good man. Yeah. Thank you. That's how I feel anytime someone's like, look at the hustle there. I'm like, oh, I have to go now. <laughs> <laughs> and I just disappear. I'm still sitting there, but I'm clearly gone. <laughs> it's called Patrick Island. <laughs> <laughs> You've probably seen it at your bar. When someone's talking at me, I will vanish mentally. I'll just go, hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm familiar with While this. Drinking. Yeah. Like, ah, well, whatever. All right, we're into hype drags. Oh, right. But we're gonna start with a drag that has no hype. Oh, okay. And this is. <laughs> you even put a hype to it? <laughs> no, there's no hype here. I'll this is just. A, I'll open it with a hype. We hype you. Ah, you were well liked you were valued now continue to drag yourself (laughs) here is an extremely incomplete list of things that i jake whipple have been hilariously wrong about okay uh last week i said that the nuggets blazers series wouldn't be that good because uh yusuf nurkic and the rest of the blazers front court was injured it is the greatest playoff series I have seen in years. It is unbelievably good. <laughs> Dame Lillard is very good at basketball. <laughs> He's, it's just it's so excellent. And watching these teams play each other has been phenomenal. So I should probably shut the hell up. Um, second, apparent, I don't know who is Lou Alcindor and who is Len Bias. Yeah, I remember and that. I still don't have a really good excuse for that. And... I let it make it past editing. Mm. So. Mm. Well, you know, you're not. You might. You might have missed it. I got blood it. on my hands there too. You might have missed it, but I'm the one who said it. And yeesh. All right, next yeah. one. In 2015, uh, a friend of mine was filling out an NCAA tournament bracket and asked me who's going to win the tournament, and I said, "I don't know, but it definitely won't be Duke." And that person immediately bet me $20 that Duke would win the tournament. So I had the field, and they had Duke, and I lost that bet. Damn, dude, that's big. <laughs> yeah. That's rough. That's it was, a big it, I was, that's a, yeah. That's a fairly 
That's a fairly sizable L. Paying that money made me very unhappy. Um, I told a lot of people very loudly and publicly that the 2014 Seahawks-Broncos Super Bowl would be an extremely competitive and instantly classic football game. I thought that too. (laughs) I wasn't the only one, but I was really noisy about it. Okay. Um, I was very... I'm just going to read this the way I wrote it. I was very high on Nicholas Skidishvili's upside, and then later I noticed that I had... Nicola is not his name, it's Nicholas. Yeah. Yeah. When I Googled him after I read that, I was like, oh, his name's not that. Yeah. So, so I fucked that, that up. You're wrong about quite that. Quite literally, too. while trying to point out that I fucked it up. Yeah. You were, you were <laughs> meta wrong about being wrong. Yeah. I just blew it. I blew that one really hard. Um, I failed to put the Rockies on our Padres rankings. Yeah. And then they're easily top three. Yeah. Easily top three. Yeah. Um, I have failed at correctly saying the name of anyone whose name is not literally Bob Bobson. You got one today, too, that I forgot already. I don't know, but, like, yeah, no, I do that shit all the time. Like, I've never said fucking, um, Mariano Rivera's name the same way twice. I'm sure that that was a new version as well. Mariano (laughs) Rivera. Yeah. See, this is what I'm saying. Like, I suck. I suck, and I'm sorry. The one I came up with was like, in episode one, I'm going to do my actual, like, push up my glasses voice. Yeah. In episode one, you said Kyle Seeger wouldn't hit the, couldn't hit the ball out of the infield despite his 22 home runs and above average ISO in 2018. Wow, this is a lot nerdier than I wanted it to be. Never mind, you win. <laughs> yes, I got one. <laughs> Yeah, no, I suck. I'm sorry. I'm like, that's a really weird niche thing to be wrong about. Does this actually matter as I'm typing it? No, this is dumb. You should stop now. Yeah, well, so that's a that's a deeply incomplete list of things that I have been extremely wrong about. Yeah. Um, my hype drag, um, Max Kellerman. Uh, we'll start there. I'm going to drag Max Kellerman. Mm-hmm. For when I'm just bringing this Kobe thing into the zeitgeist. <laughs> like, just being being the guy who did it just now. Who's just like, hey, let's talk about Kobe Bryant's legacy, everyone. And then we did, because we're sheep. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, Max Kellerman's, his, his entire purpose on First Take is just to be a dumb person's version of a progressive sports analyst, where it's like he has a lot of like forward-thinking ideas, but they're all a very dumb version of a forward-thinking idea, also that like Stephen A. Smith could take it apart very easily by yelling and saying Stephen A. Smith stuff about crab rank. Now you keep saying this, but I have a different opinion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love I love LeBron James like a son, but <laughs> and then there's always something criticizing LeBron James. But anyways, yeah, like Kellerman, he he pointed out the whole Kawhi versus Kobe thing, and it was just he kind of did it clumsily and lazily, and like his understanding of metrics and stuff like that is always just kind of like off. And it's like it's okay to be the progressive voice on um, first take a show that is dumb but it's okay to be the progressive voice but could you do it smarter it's well, a fair that's all question I ask. just could you do question. it smarter the thing is no he can't he can't do it just make Stephen a it's Stephen a smith work a little bit because essentially he's just teeing up Stephen a so Stephen a can yell it down not even pick it apart really just yell at it until it 
goes away in his mind. <laughs> it's like if our dynamic was one of us says, I have, I once watched a uh, single Padres game, and then it goes, <laughs> Yeah, if that was our dynamic, that would be a very fucked up show, but if it's first takes dynamic. Yeah. And for my hype in this, um, I hype the first take host and moderator, Molly Karam. Um, it looks like hell on earth. Yeah, it seems like show. a terrible um, job. It looks awful. Because not only that, you have to deal with uh, Will Kane every once in a while. And he's he's basically kind of like, if Max Kellerman is like the pro- the a dumb person, uh, uh, the dumb person's progressive analyst, then like... Um, Will Kane is a, the dumb person's like conservative sports analyst. <laughs> like they're just basically dumb versions of a thing, so that Stephen A. Smith at the end of the day can scream it down. <laughs> That's they literally serve that purpose. I'm sure on their own, like Max Kellerman's like a highly regarded um, boxing analyst and like commentator. I'm and sure, I'm sure that's Will true. Kane's good at something out there. <laughs> I just, but in this particular show, they have a very specific job, and it's to be dumb. And Molly has to deal with that dumb. So, hype Molly, hype Molly, Karen, you, you're doing a good job. It's amazing to me that Stephen A. Smith has uh, come up with a way to just yell things and get paid for it. Yeah, well, I mean, and that is why to finish out our hype drag, I would like to drag Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, you know why? Yeah, because. To me, that's preposterous. (laughs) Crab Rangoon. Things of that nature. But! That's all we got. But? Are we ending on but? (laughs) We're ending on but. Hold on. uh, Wait, who did the Crab Rangoon tweet? I want to shout them out. Uh, I think it was David Roth. It was David Roth from Deadspin, I think. It is David Roth. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to David Roth. You have one of the greatest tweets of all time. I, I literally just hastily Googled Crab Rangoon without tweet at the end, and now I just have Crab Rangoon in my fucking search history. And it's, you know what, I'm just going to leave it here and then leave my laptop open so when Jane sees it, she's like, did this motherfucker just Google Crab Rangoon? Ah, <laughs> uh, hell. That's my life. Uh. All right. Um, sorry, Joe Montana, and um, no, definitely and the very. Four I, I personal babies. Yeah, very uh, sorry to Joe Montana and four fictional. Our bad on that one. That was a weird place for that joke. I feel like we, I feel like we have a lot of <laughs> we have a lot of apologies to throw out here today. Um, I'm sorry to Joe Montana. I'm sorry to anyone who we didn't mention who should be ranked higher than Kobe Bryant. KG, like definitely, yeah. like one. Possibly of them. Ray Allen. Reggie Miller. Do I go in right now? Like Ray Allen? Now you, are, you, are you about to look up all-time VORP leaders? I'm just going to look at Ray Allen specifically because mm. I, I, I just I don't think that Ray Allen's better than Kobe. I just don't think I'm not is. saying he is, I, but Ray Allen never raped somebody. That's true. Yeah. I definitely I definitely like Ray Allen more than Kobe. Yeah, I know he's not, but you know, he's, <laughs> it's, he's more likable. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can uh, uh, catch us on Stitcher Sound of uh, whatever. You can listen to us on lots of things. Yeah, you know the things because you're yeah. listening to us right now. Yeah. There are um, options. Subscribe if you haven't subscribed. Once again, sell an ad space, my dude. <laughs> uh, get one right at the beginning of the podcast. You can get one in the middle if you want. I don't think you'd want that one. And at the very end, if you want, um, we are selling time. Yeah. Please give us money and we will say whatever you tell us to say. Maybe. I mean, within <laughs> reason. The, don't. If it's if it's uh, Nazis suck, we'll definitely yeah. say that. Yeah. 
I mean, shit, I'll say Nazis suck for free, because Nazis are fucking bullshit. Yeah. Anyway, that's <laughs> us. Yeah, tweeted us at All Sports Are Bad. I am Patrick JCS. I am at Wildly Pointless. And, um, goodbye, Internet. See ya. I'm waving right now. I see that. <laughs>